Today we have Savannah Arroyo on the show. Do you want to learn how to invest in real estate? Savannah, also known as the net worth nurse, didn't have a lot of money to get started. But she didn't let that stop her. She went out, she educated herself, and then she took action. Now she's completed three multifamily syndications with 12 14, and 18 units. Listen to this episode to learn how a W-2 nurse found a way to make multifamily real estate investing a reality. Before we jump into the intro, if you have interest in learning how to invest passively, check out my five-step process for passively investing in real estate. You can download it for free by going to darrenbatchelder.com backslash learn and then select the free PDF. Now, onto the intro. Welcome to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show. Each week, you will learn how to grow your wealth through real estate investing. Be introduced to the players that are getting it done and learn how you can get involved. And now, here's your host, Darren Batchelder. A little background on Savannah before we start the show. Savannah lives in California with her husband and two young children. She's a W-2 nurse who was determined to find a way to get started investing in multifamily real estate. She got educated, she joined a mentorship group, and then she took action. Now she's taking the next step and she has a vision for creating a vast network and community of nurses to help them learn how to get involved. Now, on to the show. Hello, everyone. Today we have a very special guest. We've got Savannah Arroyo here today. Did I Hi. did I get that one right? You did. You nailed it. Yes. Because I, I have I have a long last name, and my name gets butchered all the time. So, um, so she also goes by the net worth nurse, and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. No, I'm stoked to be here. Fantastic. So, just a little bit about how we know each other. Um, this is actually going to be our first time talking. Um, but I know of Savannah because she is a guest on a lot of podcasts. Um, she's very, um, you know, out there on social media. She has a great web presence. And um, so I'm excited to get to know more about her story and, and have her share with the listeners. Um, typically, Savannah, first question, how many properties, how many units are you currently invested in? Yeah, definitely. So I have two single family homes over in Atlanta, Georgia, and um, my husband and I are sole operators on three syndication deals, a 12 unit, 24 and 18 unit. Fantastic. So start by the net worth nurse. Where does where did that come from? So obviously you're a nurse. Give it give us a little background on, you know, uh, your job and how you came up with that. Yeah, yeah. So I I knew from really a young age, I wanted to go into nursing right out of high school. I went into college pursuing my bachelor's degree in nursing. And once I graduated, I worked in a couple different specialties and different hospitals. And I was always taking on different process improvement projects, just taking on different leadership roles. And so really shortly after I went back to school and I got my master's degree in nursing leadership and administration 
And so um, since then, I have transitioned down to Los Angeles, California. And right now I oversee multiple departments at a hospital here in L.A., And I got started real estate investing the beginning of 2020. I was on maternity leave with my second daughter and my husband and I were just looking at our growing family and some of our current investments and really all of our, our investments were going towards our 401k, 403b for work. And it just felt so discouraging and defeating to know that we couldn't even touch this money until we were 65. And we felt like with the growing family, we didn't have the time freedom that we wanted. We're working 40 hours a week. We wanted to be very involved in our daughter's lives in terms of taking them to soccer practice and swim lesson and all the kid things. And it just, it didn't fit with our current schedules. And so we started looking and researching for ways that we could create multiple streams of income and start growing our wealth and um, stumbled upon real estate for obvious reasons. It's one of the best strategies out there to do that. And we got started in single family homes and then really shortly after switched into multifamily syndications for the scalability. And we really wanted to build a business out of it. And I launched the net worth nurse about November, 2020. And that was, we had just raised for our first syndication deal. Um, Friends and family raised about 250 K for that and really tapped out (laughs) out of all our resources for capital raising. And um, realized that we needed to build a brand, a personal brand, a, a business brand. And I, my husband and I have no sales background. So the syndication route of capital raising was really foreign for us. It was, sure. it was navigating that. And so we, um, I wanted to do it in the most genuine way possible, which was through the net worth nurse. And that was kind of the whole creation of it. Fantastic. That's, that's really cool. Um, and it, and it's relatively new. Um, you know, for some, some reason, you know, because your, your presence is so strong in social media and your web presence, I kind of thought you, you know, had started it, you know, a lot longer than that. So that's, that's fantastic. Hey, uh, you, you started, you know, with single family and a, and a lot of people do that because it's, you know, they've, they've owned a home, they kind of understand it and they think it's in their wheelhouse. Um, so a few questions on the single family side. One, uh, you live in California, but you bought two single family homes in Atlanta. So why did you do that? And how did you do that? Um, and then we'll move on from there. Yeah. So, uh, the price point to entry in LA is pretty high. Uh, so we didn't, we wanted to make our capital stretch for us. We were just looking for ways that we could kind of start generating some cash flow, and it's hard to start cash flowing in Los Angeles. So looking at different markets, uh, we were all about the burn method when we first started out because we didn't have a capital. We had a fixed amount of capital because we took out a second mortgage on our primary residence to get us going in real estate. Um, otherwise we didn't have a bunch of cash to get started. So that was how we did it. We leveraged some debt on our primary residence and pulled out $60,000. And so we started thinking, okay, let's do the burn method, which I mean, a lot of people know you're buying a house that needs complete renovation. Um, you're renovating it to really push equity into the property. You're renting it out, throwing a renter in there to start collecting monthly payments and then refinancing it to essentially pull all the capital that you put into it back out and repeating it to snowball your wealth. So that was really the route we were going down. And then when we were looking at properties in Atlanta that needed a full, complete renovation, talking to real estate brokers about it, it just, it, it was becoming a little bit stressful for us. Like I said, we work full-time jobs. We have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. So seeing, oh, overseeing a complete renovation across the country just really was out of our comfort zone. It was just, 
I know there's people that do it and make it work, but for us, we didn't want our first experience in real estate to be that stressful. And so we ended up going with two new build townhomes. We were able to get in with the company that builds these townhomes. They put their property management in place after it's a very, very easy way to get started. They cash flow. And so that was kind of our first way to get into it. But then even after that, all our capital was tied up into these properties and we're like, okay, well, what's next? Like how, what do we do next? How do, how can we keep growing our portfolio? And then that's when we switched into multifamily syndications. Fantastic. So one of the things you said there, um, and it could be used for, for single family or it could be used for multifamily is, is, you know, a lot of people start and they think I don't have enough money to do these, you know, real, this real estate thing. So, um, you kind of looked at your situation you said, how can I get started? Not like, you know, focused on the negative, but trying to find a solution. And your solution was pulling equity out of your existing home by doing a cash out refinance and then buying another asset, a single family, actually two um, single family townhomes in Atlanta. Um, So that's, you know, talk about, I guess the, you know, because I think that there's a lot of people that think to themselves, I don't have any cash, so I can't yeah. do this. <laughs> yes. I just created a YouTube video a couple months ago, like overcoming three limiting beliefs to get started in real estate investing. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time and I don't have enough resources because those were, I feel like those are the three biggest barriers for people wanting to get into real estate investing, but like, uh, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. And I've been doing this with a full-time job, two kids. I didn't have any real estate resources before I got started doing this. And my husband and I didn't have any money. Like we didn't have cash sitting in an account ready to go. So we got creative and exactly like you said, it wasn't like, okay, well, we don't have, we don't, we can't do it. Like we don't have what it takes to get started in real estate investing. It was like, okay, well, how, like, how can we get creative and what do we need to do to make this work? Because this is what we're going to do. And so for us, it was just, I mean, going on Google, like how to get started in real estate investing with zero money, like look at listening, listening to podcasts and listening to other stories about what other people were doing to make it work. And I mean, that was, that's the biggest motivation behind me going on podcasts and sharing my stories is that is what inspired me and motivated me to get started was hearing all these stories from people from different parts, walks of life, different parts of the world, just getting started, overcoming a lot of limiting beliefs to get there. And so, yeah, for us, the money thing was the biggest thing blocking us. So it took us talking to a good lender about pulling out a second mortgage. And that's something that is when you start talking finances and money with people, you have to be careful about where you're getting the advice from, right? So we weren't getting that advice from close people in our family circle and our friend circle because they weren't real estate savvy. Those concepts wouldn't, those are foreign to them. If you were to ask someone else, oh, should I take out a second mortgage to get started in real estate investing? A lot of people would say, "Mm, that's super risky. You're going to have this extra payment. I wouldn't do that. And so for us, it was getting that advice from other people who had done it. And so we had um, paid for a coaching mentorship program to kind of get started in our syndication deals. And it was talking to people who have pulled from their retirement account to get started in real estate investing, who have pulled out a second mortgage, who done hard money loans, that sort of thing. And so, yeah, for that first deal, we pulled out a second mortgage. And then, like I said, all our capital was in that deal and we wanted to keep going. And so um, during 2020, under the CARES Act, you could pull from your retirement account penalty free. 
um, which was an amazing opportunity. So my husband did that with his retirement. And then we did our first syndication deal. And then we were ready to do that second one. And I was going to pull from my retirement account under the CARES Act, but it was January 2020 already. And that, that ship sailed. Window so, had closed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize it was going to close. I'm like, dang it. Um, so we're like, it wasn't, again, it was like, okay, well, here's this roadblock. It was like, okay, well then how are we going to make it work? And so it was calling my retirement account Fidelity and saying, Hey, what can I pull out a loan? What does that look like? And I ended up pulling out a loan for my retirement at a 4.25 and I'm investing it in our syndication deal. So you have to get creative and ask like, how, how can I make it work and not feel the defeating failure of a roadblock right away? Yeah. I, I love that. I love, um, you know, figuring out how, and there's so many resources out there, podcasts, books, blogs, websites, et cetera. Um, but the other thing you said, which I think is extremely important, is that you went seeking advice from people that have already done it and, and started to really seek counsel from, from them because, you know, a lot of our uh, friends and family, it's, they mean well, they're trying to protect you, but they haven't done what you want to do. And so, you know, once you start surrounding yourself with all these other people, you know, I'm like, you know, if they could do it, I could do it. Right. You know, but if you don't surround yourself with those people, you kind of think, oh, it's for somebody else. You know, it's, 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 um, out of my league type of thing. So, um, Hey, I look at, at one of your, um, videos and I'd like you to share with the group, uh, with the listeners, you know, wh- how would you define syndication? Because I think you, you put together a great, video on your website, um, that, that answers that question. So, um, share with the listeners your thoughts on that. Yeah, definitely. So syndication, even for me was a very foreign term when I first heard about it. And after I did hear about it, it was like, Oh, people like me can go out and buy apartment complexes with other people. In fact, this is how the majority of apartment complexes are bought. And so when we started researching what syndications were, I mean, the concept just made so much sense from me. I mean, I oversee operations and healthcare. So just from an operational business mindset, it, it made so much sense to my husband and I, but we realized when we started sharing it with other people and especially me with nurses and other healthcare professionals, they had no idea what a syndication was. And it's, it's, it's tricky to explain what it is. Um, at first, I know even multiple people in my family, I'd start explaining what we were doing and they're like, is this a pyramid scheme or like, is this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, what is this? Um, so I, I realized, um, I wanted to create a doodle video. And so it literally draws out in five minutes, what a syndication looks like, how the returns work, how the deal works. And so that's something that I use now when I have people who are interested in looking into real estate investments or passive investing through a syndication. Um, I first send them this Google video or have them check it out on my website. Cause it is only five minutes and then they get a broad understanding of how it works works. And then I can have the conversation moving forward from there, more specific on the returns and that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so a syndication is really people pulling together their resources, whether it's capital experience, relationships, um, different things that they're willing to bring to a deal and then, um, using those resources to take down an apartment deal. So, um, from the limited partner side of bringing capital to the deal, um, these are the passive investors that are bringing the capital. And then on the general partner side, which is what my husband and I do, we run the deal. So this is acquisitions, finding the deal, uh, 
um, getting the financing for the deal, purchasing the deal, doing the due diligence and the inspections, all of that, making sure the underwriting and the numbers vet out. Asset management, which is also what my husband does, is continue to oversee the investment throughout the lifetime, um, you know, which is for a syndication, value add syndication, we're doing about five years. Um, so overseeing the property management team and anything that needs to go on in that. And then I've kind of um, switched into capital raising, investor relations and the marketing aspect of our business. So in these deals, it's communicating to your passive investors what's going on with the deal, regular updates. We have an investor portal where we send quarterly distributions from. Um, and that's how we really engage our investors through that. So um, it, it does take a lot. It's it's really a team sport in terms of handling these type of deals there's a lot of moving pieces. Um, but that just goes to show how powerful relationships are in the real estate space. And that's one of the biggest differences from single family homes over into these multifamily syndications, those single family homes, people can kind of knock out by themselves. They can do it on their own, get their financing. It's, it's pretty easy in that sense. But when you switch over to the syndications, you realize how important your team is in really acquiring and running these investment deals. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, so for listeners, if you still have questions about, you know, what a syndication is, you know, it's just a group of people coming together to buy an asset that they couldn't buy on their own. Um, check out Savannah's video because I thought I thought it was very well done. Um, her website is, is it the networthnurse.com? Yes, I made it easy. <laughs> the networthnurse.com. And there's, yes. and there's that doodle video um, and it's a, it's a great video. So if you're, you're just getting started, you're just trying to learn, it's a great way to learn. Um, you know, the other thing you, you mentioned is that it's a, you know, a team sport and, um, you know, there's a couple factors there. One is I never invested in single family. I went right into large scale multifamily. Um, but I've talked to a bunch of investors that, you know, started there and, they kind of said that that world was a little bit cut through and you're, you're kind of a little bit of an island. And um, my experience on the multifamily side is that because it is team sport, everybody is, is so open and is so sharing and just helps the next guy. So somebody that is doing, like you did a 12, 14, 18 unit deals, you know, there are people that have done a hundred unit, 200, 300 unit deals that, you could call them up and they'll share how they did it and, mm -hmm. and be open. And they're not trying to trick you, you know, <laughs> which is so different than most industries that I've been in, you know, where, where it's like the top guys don't want to share their secrets because they want to stay on top. So um, that's one thing. And then um, two is when you talk about, um, you know, having to be a team sport, you know, it, it ends up being um, talk about the mindset that has to change because, you're, you know, one, you're having to rely on other team members. Okay. Um, that could be vendors that you hire. Um, it could be property management companies that you hire. Um, you also have to believe in yourself that you can raise the capital. So mm -hmm. talk about those, those areas. Yeah. So definitely first of being able to give up control in terms of building the business, realizing that you can't do all of it. So even through that first syndication deal, my husband and I were in a coaching program and we went through every aspect of that first deal together. We were on all the calls with the lawyers together, with the brokers. We did the inspection with the lenders, with the 
um, limited partners. Like we were on every single call together, learning how from start to finish what it takes to take down one of these syndication deals. And after we did that first deal, that was when we started splitting up different pieces of the business that we were either had stronger skill sets at or we just liked better. It just it naturally fit our personality. And that is difficult, right, to give up a portion of your business or operations to someone else and trust that they're going to run it effectively. But that's in all businesses, right? I mean, if you're coming from a leader standpoint and delegation is something that I learned really early on in my nursing career because it's, it's you have to do it. And so um, really having open communication is the biggest thing that makes that work effectively. Um, obviously running it with my husband, it's, it has, it's a whole different dynamic doing it with your spouse, but, um, we have great communication skills because I mean, we do have two young daughters, so we, we have our business down, um, when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, um, you also touched on kind of overcoming limiting beliefs to get started in it. And I think like what you said about, um, someone not wanting to share all their secrets. Like you can come into the space with a scarcity mindset, especially when you're raising capital. So for me, when I even launched my brand, the net worth nurse and trying to get creative of how I'm going to have an online presence and a platform and a room in this space for me, I started looking around, seeing what other people were doing. And there's already doctors kind of doing what I'm doing. Right. Um, there's a few of them and seeing that I'm like, Oh man, they're already doing it. Like there's no room for me in the space. Like you can, you can easily fall into the scarcity mindset, especially if you follow a lot of multifamily syndicators on Instagram or on social media, you're seeing like everyone's doing deals. People are buying apartment complexes right and left. And it can feel like, oh man, like I got to catch up or or they're doing this. There's not going to be any left for me, but that's the totally wrong mindset to come into it with. Like there is so much abundance in real estate. And as you continue to do deals and continue to build relationships with people, you realize just how true that is in terms of even raising capital of just having conversations with people or having a great broker who continues to send you deal after deal and shows you like, Hey, there's good deals out there to be had, you know, you got to make it work. And so those two things of like, the abundance versus scarcity mindset is really big when you come into the space. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, when I thought about 200, 300, 400, you know, unit deals, I'm like, like it seems so far out. There. And I know some people that just did a, one deal. It was over a thousand units. But what they did was they partnered with a bunch of different people. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it could have been each one of those guys going out and buying a hundred unit deal and they had the investors to do that, but instead they all came together and they bought this thousand unit property. And it's because they were willing to partner with each other. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there has to be good communication and good, you know, just like you and your husband kind of segment, you know, who's going to do what, um, that, that still has to happen in partnerships, but that's how, you know, people grow is, um, you know, they, they go on to, to uh, bigger deals, but they, you know, they partner with people that they know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm actually doing that with my brand, the net worth nurse too. It's just, I've, I've had this huge vision for what I want to do with net, the net worth nurse and the community I want to build and what information I want to provide with nurses. And it was super overwhelming of like, Oh, I want to do courses, a book and coaching and all this stuff. And I ended up connecting with a couple other nurses in the space who saw what I was doing and reached out to me and was like, Hey, how can I provide value to you? Um, I, I love what you're doing. I have similar visions and it took like building a relationship and having a couple calls with these guys over the last, like maybe four months. And I just brought them on to the net worth nurse. And actually this Friday, we're going to do a whole new, uh, rebrand of it. It's going to be net worth nurse. And I'm going to have these two guys on with me, helping me build it. And we just have realized, and I realized like that was a hard decision for me to make because the net worth nurse is my baby, but, <laughs> right, and, and right. I, you know, but yeah. it was like, if I want to grow, like, and have these two guys with me with similar vision, mission, passion, like we can go three times as far, three times as fast. And so having that mindset of like, and it makes it more fun. We get to hop on business calls a couple times a week and like collaborate together and run ideas by each other. And it's been such a cool experience, but it took me like reading a book. Um, oh my gosh, was it everyone should be millionaires, I think. Um, and she was talking about the power of partnering and getting over that fear of having to have all the control in your business and creating partnerships that are aligned with what you want to do. And once I heard that, I was like, yeah, I got to do that with the net worth nurse. And so that's, that was a big decision, but it's already paid off. Fantastic. That's, that's huge. Um, you know, you said something like early that you could have had the negative mindset that, Hey, there's some doctors out there that are already doing this. And, um, but you know, I think that people like to, you know, work with people that they ha resonate with and that they have some kind of connection with. And, and sure, there's plenty of doctors out there that would connect with other doctors. Um, but there's some people that are like, oh, well, that's a doctor making, you know, crazy money. And, you know, that's how they're able to do that. And, you know, so for you being able to say, hey, we're, we're, I'm a nurse and we didn't, me and my husband didn't have the money in the beginning, you know, mm -hmm. we're growing our wealth now, but you know, you can do it too. You know, mm -hmm. I think that that's, so in, for me, kind of my why is twofold. One, looking to grow wealth, you know, for, for my family, but two, it, it, for me, it feels like serving, you know, to give mm -hmm. back to others, to let other people know that they can do it, to inspire people to, you know, get educated and actually take a risk and, because there's no guarantee on any of these deals. You know, there's no guarantee in the stock market. And there's no guarantee in any of these real estate transactions. But um, I've seen a lot of people do very, very well. Um, so, hey, talk about um, fear. Like, you know, mindset and fear could go hand in hand. But, you know, fear can stop you from doing a lot of things. Yeah, Definitely. I want to kind of touch on it based on what you were just saying right now. Like even so when I saw some of those doctors in the space doing it and like getting kind of nervous of like, oh, do I have, is there room in the space for me? So instead of being scared about it, I reached out to them. Like I DM'd these guys, I emailed them and I'm like, Hey, I love what you're doing. I have a similar like vision. This is kind of what I'm trying to do. Like do you, how'd you get started? Like, do you have any tips? Like I see like one of them had a super good, like TikTok presence. I'm like, I'm not on TikTok. Like, how do you see that's paid off for you? Like your return on investment at the time you're putting into that? Like what, 
Are you getting investors from that? And so just having those open conversations with people. And like, like you said, like they're, they're just so willing to help, you know, like I I've talked to these doctors and and other people that are kind of similar styles to what I'm doing in terms of the network nurse. And they're like totally open about sharing their tips. And that's exactly how I am too. You know, I have other healthcare professionals that reach out to me or like, Oh man, I got, I want to do exactly what you do. And I'm like, all right, well, this is what I did. This is, this is how I did it. I went on a hundred podcasts in the first year after I launched my brand, the network nurse. This is how I've connected with hosts who are out there in the multifamily space, doing big things and building those relationships with them. And then also appealing to their listeners and inspiring them and connecting with them. And so I'm totally open in terms of sharing like everything I've done as well, but that fear space So another component in that was us hiring a mentor and a coach when we got started. So when we switched from single family into multifamily, it's a big switch in terms of, okay, now we're going to be handling hundreds of thousands, eventually millions of dollars of other people's money, um, starting with our friends and family, uh, which can be very scary. There's a lot of legalities to it. There are major renovations that are being done with these value add deals. And so we wanted to make sure everything was done the right way and pairing up with a coach and a mentor and paying for it, which is what we did. Some people do it for the accountability piece, right? They need to be held accountable because they're not taking the action. My husband and I are action takers. We were grinding this out. There was no way we were not going to be going forward towards this. So we didn't necessarily need it for the accountability piece, but for the confidence in terms of overlooking all of our underwriting, catching things that we didn't necessarily see because we're newbies at this, like that was worth it for us. That took away so much fear at the beginning in order to be submitting offers on deals, to oversee a major renovation, to start having those conversations with investors with zero experience. Like that was what we needed in order to build our confidence to get over that fear of just getting started in the space. I, I like that you brought up the uh, the mentor coach. It's, it sounds like you had a positive experience. Is that that correct? Yes, it was. It was definitely positive. So, you know, I've had people reach out to me on Instagram. They're like, you know, I, I would, I would sign up for one of these coaching programs if they would guarantee me a deal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, don't sign up. Like, so, (laughs) you know, you look, I'm part of a mentorship group also. And it, it, for me, it shortened the timeframe dramatically um, because of some of the things you said, you know, like having a, you know, a, um, a tried and true process that all these other people have been successful with and then mimicking that, you know, that is going to shorten the time frame. Secondly, like giving you access to their network, you know, whether it be attorneys or property management companies or the uh, inspection folks, um, mm-hmm. you know, all of those relationships, you know, you could start on your own and Google and try to research it on your own, but like one mistake and these larger deals could cost you, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that could have been saved, you know, had mm-hmm. you um, hired a coach. So I'm a, I'm a believer, uh, but I also do believe you can do it without it. Um, but oh, yeah. I, I yes. think you, it'll take longer and you probably um, will have more questions in your mind as to whether you're doing the right thing, you know? 
Yeah, definitely. And I have people ask me that all the time about just coaching and mentorship. And it it really takes, because there's so many different programs out there, it takes really understanding like what their goals are, because some people do hop into these coaching mentorship programs and expect the coaches and mentors to really do all the work for them and give them all their resources. That's not going to happen. No, it doesn't. And you hear about people who've been in these coaching programs for, you know, a year, two years and still haven't done their first deal. And it's just when you really start to have the conversations of like, okay, well, how many deals are you underwriting a week? How many investors are you talking to? Like what kind of relationships are you building? When you start kind of prying with those questions, it becomes really clear of like, okay, well, you're not, you're not putting in the work, you know, it's, it's not going to happen automatically overnight on itself. Like there is a good amount of work that goes into doing these deals. Absolutely. Nobody's going to come knock on your door and just hand you a a big multifamily property. Um, you know, I, I liken it to the 80, 20 rule. Um, you know, in, in most businesses, you know, 20% of the people rise up, you know, and, and make 80% of the the money, you know, whether you're looking at sales organizations or whatever. And my experience is, you know, I watch all these new people come into the group and 20%, you know, figure it out and 80%. And maybe that, maybe that number's not right, but I, in my eyeballs, it kind of look, looks that way. So I'm like, look, look at your past. You know, are you an action taker? Are you somebody that rises up? Mm-hmm. If you are, then you know what? You're going to be persistent and determined and you're going to figure it out. If you just want somebody to hand it to you, you know, then it's going to be wasted money. Yes, it is not for the faint of heart. And even after like our third capital raise, I was still like, you know, when investors drop out or they tell you they can't invest for whatever reason, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, when does it start? (laughs) Stop hurting as much. Like, at what point does this get easier? Like, you hear about the capital raisers who like, oh, we raised, you know, $4 million in 48 hours. And then you see that on it, like Instagram, and you're just like, damn, I'm not even close to that level. And then you, you got to take a step back and realize, you know, those people have put in so much work to get to that point. Like it was not easy for them in the beginning. And I, I feel, you know, the struggles, but to me, it's like, I feel it. And then it, it reminds me of like, okay, one day it won't, this is just growing pains. This is the grit and the persistence that's building my character to keep me moving forward in these deals, to give me the persistence and the motivation to keep moving forward because it weeds people out. I mean, it, it'll, some people just don't have what it takes to continue to pursue through all these struggles. I mean, there's, there's stuff that happens in our deals, not regularly, but stuff that comes up where it's just like, so discouraging and defeating. And instead of focusing on the problem and being like, Oh, it's never going to work. We can't get over this. We can't get through it. It's like, all right, how are we going to overcome this? It's like immediately my husband and I are looking for solutions. We focus on the problem maybe for a second, just to realize what's going on with it. And it's like, boom, okay, what do we need to do to overcome this and move on and keep moving forward? And so it is a struggle for people who get started in it to continue to pursue. But I guarantee if you, if you continue to put in the work for it, you will do your first deal. Yeah, that I I like that. I like the because uh, it never ends, right? Like, so you you get your first single family deal. You're you know you're nervous about that. You're buying it in Atlanta. You you do it, and then you get your first syndication deal, a multifamily twelve unit, and then like then it's the next one, 
And yeah. you're typically pushing yourself to do something a little different than you did on the last one. And so, but that uncomfortable feeling, that's kind of where you learn. And that's like, I, you know, it's uncomfortable, but that when you look back, you're like, man, I'm so glad I went through that because I learned from that. And then you all of a sudden have another one of those. Mm-hmm. So you, you're on this other deal and you're like, oh man, I remember how we solved that problem over on this deal. Or, mm-hmm. you know, another of one of the advantages of networking, you know, you, you call up somebody that you know very well that likes you, that you like, that has a bunch of different properties and you ask them, hey, have you ever run into this? Mm-hmm. And that one conversation may provide a solution. Oh yeah, we've, that, this happened to us on plenty of properties. Here's what you got to do. Oh my gosh. Well, you could have been, you know, trying to figure it out on your own, but you make one phone call and all of a sudden it's solved. Yep, exactly. So, um, you know, talk about freedom because I think that word is, is thrown around a lot in, in this space, you know, freedom, uh, freedom of money, freedom of time, um, financial freedom. Uh, so what does freedom mean to you? And, you know, um, you know, how, how do you see getting there? Yeah. Um, I love that you brought this up because it is so different for everyone and it looks different for everyone, but if you were and to it can change on, over time, right? Yes. And if you hop on a social media and you see people talking about financial freedom and time freedom, you think that there's a one size fits all for this, but it's absolutely not true. I mean, different things work for different people. And even when I use the word passive investing, I I like to say that, you know, what I'm doing right now is not passive at all. I am a very active investor. I work with passive investors and the goal is to have passive investments down the road. But my role right now is very active and I'm doing that while working for a full time for a job to gain that time freedom down the road. So it seems a little crazy. And I know sometimes maybe people are looking like, okay, you want to have all this time freedom, yet you're putting in work for a 40 hour a week job and doing real estate for maybe 20 hours a week. And you have kids like, where's your time freedom? Like, what are you doing this for? And for me, it's of the vision of knowing like, hey, in five years, I'm going to be in a way different place than I am right now. You know, even three years from now, I'm going to be in a completely different place. And even when my husband and I first started, the goal was five years kind of be transitioning out of our W-2 jobs. And it's been, you know, a year and a half, almost two years. And I'm already about to step down and work into a more per diem role at the hospital just because it's becoming, depending on your goals with the business and what you want to do. And if you want to just have three apartment buildings and run those and collect that cash flow and continue work a W-2 job. Cool. That's fine. Like for me, I love this stuff so much. I love real estate. It juices me. So, you know, I'd rather do this than work in a hospital eight hours a day. And it took me over the last year and a half, two years of grinding at two jobs, pretty much full-time and managing my household of having two young kids in my marriage of being like, okay, I'm kind of getting to a breaking point of like something has to give. And over the last couple months, it's really been to a point as my, the business has started growing of like, now that's pulling more time from me that I have to kind of step back and realize, okay, I, I, something has to give at this point. You know, I have my family, I have my nursing career and my real estate business. One of them has to give. And 
instinctually you think, okay, well, it's going to be the real estate business because that's the last one that sat at the table. That was the newest per- thing, you know, and it, it, that immediately my husband and I are like, okay, well, we got to back off the real estate business. And then it took sitting down of being like, wait, no, like this is making us more money. This has the potential to make us more money. If we put in the hours here and start building this stuff, we could be bringing in this much more. And so it was like, okay, no, my nursing career kind of has to back off. And that was like a hard pill to swallow because, you know, I love working, but it was just like, I didn't even realize I was going to get here as quick as it was. Um, but again, for me, different people would would rather stay at their full-time job and, and just, you, it takes coming to yourself and getting really honest with yourself of like what you truly do vision for your life and, and realizing, okay, well, does your lifestyle right now cater to that? Like, are you really living out your mission that you want? Are you doing it right now? Um, so it, it takes a lot of self-reflection to get there for sure. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, thank you for sharing that. You know, I think that, um, you know, picking out your destination, right. You know, like for each person, you said that, and, you know, for each person that could look different, but if you don't know where you want to go, it's very hard to put a plan together to get there. Now you are very determined and you have a lot of passion and you have a vision for where you want to be in the future, which is fantastic. And because you have that vision, you're willing to make some sacrifices today for the future. I saw a Instagram post actually this morning from, from a, a guy who uh, they, he, he and his brother have made, Buku bucks in, in real estate. And he posted something. It was like a, a picture of a, a bedroom with just a mattress on the floor and, you know, just very, very plain, you know, rundown room. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this, this guy lived here for five years so he can live in the second picture for the rest of his life. And the mm-hmm. second picture is like this Mac daddy room. But the, you know, there's, there's some truth to that, that in the beginning, you know, there is some blood, sweat and tears and, and learning and grinding and persistence. And you mentioned the, you know, the capital raisers that are raising 4 million in 48 hours. Like people think that they're an overnight success, mm-hmm. but you know, five, 10 years from ago, they were grinding and trying to raise their first, you know, 250,000 or 500,000. So it, it, it builds on itself. And, um, you know, you have to have that vision and that persistence to get there. So, um, you sacrifices, you talk about time, you talk Mm -hmm. about, um, you know, a lot of people have put in, you know, they're, Look, you're a W-2 employee, so you're having to do a lot of this stuff probably at nights or weekends, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm taking this whole week off work this week too, because it's Monday morning. I'm taking this whole week off work on PTO really to work on courses in this book that I'm writing the whole week, you know, and I'm telling my manager, hey, I'm taking the week off or people at work and they're like, oh, cool. Where are you going? Like, what are you doing? I'm like, no, I'm going to be at home <laughs> working on my real estate business. Like, that's what I got to do. And you can see them looking at me like, huh, like that you're taking a week off to do that. But it's just like, this is what I have to do. <laughs> And then five years from now, people are like, how'd you do that? Like, you know, right. how are you living in that house? How are you doing uh-huh. that? Well, you had some sacrifices along the way. Hey, in, in the healthcare world, you know, do you hear a lot of doctors and nurses and, and other professionals involved in real estate investing? 
Um, so crypto has been a huge, huge buzzword for the last like six months or whatever, whenever Dogecoin kind of got brought up. Um, I felt like all my surgeons and doctors and nurses were constantly talking about that stuff and they'll, they'll still talk about crypto and Bitcoin and stuff, but, um, it's, it's not as prevalent, um, which is shocking and a huge, huge, like I immediately saw a huge gap when I started, after I started um, getting into real estate investing and doing it. And then I come to work and people be like, oh, what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I flew up to Oregon to visit my 12 unit. Oh, you're buying an apartment complex. And I just see that look of interest and engagement, but they just had no resources or educate basic understanding or education to even get to the point of wanting to invest because they had, they don't know what they don't know. So as I started having conversations with people, I realized like how prevalent this was in the medical world where you're dealing with high income Warner earners, you know, the, the nurses in California are making good money and the doctors as well, other healthcare professionals, and they're not doing anything with it. They're still living paycheck to paycheck with how much money they're making, you know, surgeons making $800,000 and still living paycheck to paycheck because they're not investing their money. And it took me realizing this huge gap, which was a huge motivation in me launching the net worth nurse and really providing kind of these courses and education material for people in the healthcare community, because it's, there's at such a disadvantage, but it kind of goes back into our school system of why we're not taught this stuff. So, I mean, kind of going back on your question of like, is it prevalent? Like surprisingly, no, but there is a huge interest for it. And when you do start kind of having conversations with people because they're smart, you know, they understand it pretty quickly and they're like, Oh, I get this. These numbers make sense. Like, how do I get started? So so the crossover is pretty quick, but it is a big gap in terms of filling it with education and resources. Yeah. Um, you know, people that are very successful, that have beautiful homes and beautiful cars and go on beautiful vacations, you know, there's a piece of that within, for me, within social media that that like is a little bit of a put off. Like you're trying to use that to, you know, get, people to admire you. But the flip side of that is really like, sometimes that's real. Like people are like, well, how can they afford that? <laughs> you know? So I want to learn how, you know, versus somebody else that maybe, you know, doesn't have any ability to buy nice things or go on nice travel. They, they may not be attracting those people because they're like, Hey, they're busting their butt and they never seem to get ahead. You know, mm -hmm. so there's kind of that catch 22 of, of to, like, I don't really love people that just show money in your face, you know, mm -hmm. but there's some people that are drawn to that because, Hey, that person's successful. How'd they do mm -hmm. that? You know, how can I do that? Um, so with that, talk about social media and, you know, you're, you, you said you did a hundred podcasts your first year. <laughs> Um, that's a lot. Um, so, you know, doing podcasts, um, you know, having the net worth nurse, you know, on Instagram and, and, um, the website, how has that helped, um, you know, attract other people to you? It's huge. I mean, it's 2021. If you don't have any sort of social media presence, you're at a huge, huge disadvantage. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me through social media and what I put out. And, the thing is, is it's very, it's 
hard to kind of make, if you're, if you're a private person, person, it is very difficult to go on to social media and show people and tell people what you're doing. And, um, it's a big hurdle. I mean, my husband is very, very private. And so when we realized, okay, we're going to do this capital raising thing, we got to create a brand. Like he was very much like, yeah, you can go out there and <laughs> you, go and do that. Do right? <laughs> I, I <laughs> like, love the idea of the net worth nurse. <laughs> go for it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so it does, but like, even me, like this does not come easy to me. I was super, super shy growing up and like people hear me or see me on podcasts and think like, Oh, you know, she really knows what she's talking about. But it took like me, like go practicing for that first podcast. Like I was in the car going on a road trip with my husband, knowing I was going to do my first pod- podcast, like freaking out, so scared and making him practice, practice questions with me because I just was so nervous about it. Or when I did my first webinar, my first presentation or my first investor call, you know, I'm still pushing down those butterflies because it's, it's hard. It doesn't come natural, but it just takes practice of doing it. And I remember when I was doing my first presentation and I'm like literally trying to go through the PowerPoint and I'm, I created the PowerPoint and probably like 45 minutes, nailed it super easy. And then when I go to present it and I was just practicing it on my husband, I was like stuck on the first slide for like 20 minutes. I'm like, what? I can't even move forward. Like I was stuttering, rolling over my words. And it was like, wow, I, people have to practice with this stuff. And it's the same thing with social media of people get scared of putting out a post because then they only get whatever, 10 likes on it. But it's like, I think Gary Vanderchuk, he does a really good job of saying this of like, if you have one post out of 10, if you do 10 posts a day and one of them's good, like you're still winning, like keep going, keep pursuing. And um, so social media for me, yes, all the like flashy stuff is super appealing, but then there's those people who live in a tiny home, but they're in their thirties and don't have to work for the rest of their life because they're lowering their, you know, standards of living in terms of like, they're okay with having a smaller home, but yeah, now they absolutely. don't have to work, you know? So it's, it looks differently for everyone. And I love that social media has kind of started to show that. Um, but for me, my angle has always been, I'm going to hop on there, be genuine, share my story, like what I'm doing. Like, this is me. When I started real estate investing, I'm launching the net worth nurse. This is my goal and my vision to build this community of nurses. Like you can watch me, follow me and watch me do it. You know, I'm going to put out posts of like what I do in my real estate business. I do posts of like what I do in the healthcare world. Like, you know, if I'm, I'm nursing and hanging a bag of uh, doing a stress test, like I'll post it on my Instagram and people like seeing that because it gives them a glimpse of who you are as a person, what your life looks like, how you're doing these deals. And when you're raising capital, the biggest barrier between someone handing over their money to you for an investment is trust. They need to know that they can trust you. And the biggest way to get over that is to build a relationship with them, show them who you are. And so for me, I've really leveraged social media and just kind of showing people what I'm doing and who I am. And different personalities appeal to different people, you know, either they like that and want to invest with me or they'll choose a different operator, which is totally fine. You know, the people that you're attracting to you, you, you don't want to attract people to you who you won't work well with anyway. So it's good to be out there and be the most genuine person you can be and you'll attract the right people to your deals. I love that. I love that. Love that. Um, yeah, I was, I was afraid to hit post, you know, on, on, on Instagram, like when I first started doing it and like, I like, what are people going to think? But then when all of a sudden you have people that reach out to you that you wouldn't have talked to otherwise, to me, that's what, what gave me the confidence to keep pushing on was that, was that, 
hey, this guy from Chicago called me or from Vegas called me, you know, or DM me. And I never would have talked to that person. And maybe they invest alongside on another deal, or maybe we just inspired them to, you know, to go after something locally and we don't ever do business together. Either way, mm-hmm. like I feel like that, you know, was worth putting it out there because of, of getting that relationship. Um, so that's huge. Um, talk about the capital raise a little bit because you can't, we kind of tiptoed around it, but it's, that part can be a little scary and like who going to friends and family and going to other contacts and how does that feel and what's the mindset and all of that related to the capital raise portion. Yeah, it is so hard at first when you have zero experience. So at that point, if you're trying to capital raise or you're new in the space and you're wondering where to even begin, um, it's good to start with kind of like what deals you anticipate doing, what what you plan the returns to look like, what markets you're looking at and create some sort of presentation or a sample deal in terms of like this is what we're looking at to start investing in like, do, is the, are you interested in something like this? So we did kind of like a sample deal and we were presenting it to family and friends and just kind of sent out an email of like, Hey, we started real estate investing. This is what we're doing. We're super excited about it. If you're interested or, you know, anyone else who's interested, like, you know, reach out to us. Like we want to talk. And so we started doing some practice calls and super scary at first, even if it's with your aunt, you know, it can still be really intimidating to have those conversations. But at that point, we were really just leveraging our skill sets, my husband and I, our skill sets at our current W-2s, like just what we do and how we've progressed and how we live our lives, like how we are as parents, like just how we are. And then, you know, our family members who know us and trust us and have faith in us are like, okay, yeah, you know. It seems like, you know what you're doing, trust you guys, love you guys, like here's some money to get invested. And, um, that's kind of how you go about it for those first couple raises. But then as you start getting deals done, um, you know, the social media presence is huge, getting your name out there, telling, it's almost like telling people about what you're doing all the time. You know, even at work, I'm not. I'm not going out and telling people, Hey, I I invest in real estate. Do you want to invest with me? But it's just like when people are like, Hey, what'd you do this weekend? It's like, Oh, I was like, you know, looking at some apartment deals. I recorded a couple podcasts or, Oh, I had to record a podcast before I come into work today or just sharing what you're doing to everyone, you know, especially social media, it, it attracts the right people to you. Like you said, someone who you would have never reached out to you is now reaching out to you like, Oh, Hey, I'm interested in this. I mean, it was crazy. Like when I first started posting like real estate stuff on my Instagram over a year ago, like I had a nurse reach out to me who was like, Ooh, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this. Like, what, what are you looking at? Where are you going with it? And I was so new. It was kind of like, well, this is what we're trying to do. And I've had her invest in three deals with me. And she came on to my last deal as a GP. And it's like so crazy, the relationships that you now create by just going out and telling people wow. what you're doing. You know, it's, it's powerful when it comes to capital raising. So that was one example that you wouldn't have talked to that person. They reached yeah. out to you. They were interested. You helped coach them along the way. And then she invested in three of your deals and then, be, and then became a GP. I mean, that's, that's a powerful relationship. Yes. You know? And that's, that's also a person. Most of the syndicators that I've talked to, like over the years, how they've built their investor database has been, you know, get the first deal done, uh, perform, 
provide strong returns. Those investors then reinvest, not mm-hmm. all, but like a you know good portion reinvest with you. And then they bring other people. Yeah. And then the next deal happens and then that's bigger. And then they bring more people mm-hmm. because they had a positive experience. And so it takes time to build it. Um, but you know, if you do the right thing and focus on providing the results, then, um, you know, good things happen. Yeah. The time piece is key because I can be a very impatient person in that I, you know, want to keep growing, want to keep doing, and you do have to kind of step back. And this is why my husband's the perfect balance of like stepping back and being like, Hey, it does take time. Like we need to wait a little bit for this deal to keep going and prove to our investors what we're doing so that they do come back and reinvest and bring us referrals. Like you have to realize that it does take consistency in putting out the social media posts of like, you might have to post on social media every day for six months before you do start getting that traction, but you just have to do it. And the time passes anyways, you keep being consistent and um, the money does come for the deals. It does. That's, that's very cool. Um, the other thing I would say about the capital raise is that, you know, for a lot of people that are doing their first one or there's even their second one is that, you know, the mindset of I need people's money for my deal versus I'm presenting an opportunity that has the opportunity to, pr- to provide substantial returns to this limited partner. So that is huge. And something I learned very early on in my capital raising was that my husband and I were like hitting people who didn't have the money to invest. And it was just kind of a dead end road of like, okay, now we're both discouraged because I'm presenting this investment opportunity. You want to invest. You don't have the money. I need money for the investment and you don't have it. So it was kind of just like a dead end road in that, like it just wasn't going to work, but we felt like we were hitting these roadblocks over and over. It's like, then we realized like, why are we talking to people and pursuing it who like don't have the money to get invested when there are people out there who have the money to invest and they just don't even know where to put it. And now it's just like, you're not chasing it as much when you show people like, Hey, these are the investments we have. These are the returns you, you can get, like, are you ready to jump in? And now when I have conversations with investors, it is nurses or doctors who are like, Oh, I have these Airbnbs up in NorCal. Like I cannot deal with tenants anymore. I can't do it. I want to put that money in a passive investment. Like, can you help me? And then it's like, we're, I'm helping them. And then they're helping me. It's such a mutually beneficial uh, relationship. Absolutely. It's, it's a win-win, right. For, for both parties. And that's, that's, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So what's, uh, what's the next big stretch goal for you? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, we're keep doing deals We're we're continue to put out offers on deals. Um, and we have, because we're consistently raising capital, we have investors ready to invest. So continuing to look kind of in that smaller mid range point, like, you know, 50 to a hundred units, we have a sweet spot with our broker there in terms of how much capital we can raise. So we're, I'm looking to continue doing that. And I've just been really, really motivated and pushing to build out Network Nurse. Um, So rebranding that, like I said, this Friday, bringing on a couple guys onto my team. Um, We're going to build a community, courses, some mentorship, just push out a ton of educational content for nurses wanting to start investing. And that's really where we're headed right now. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, What do you like to do outside of work besides real estate? 
Yeah. So I have two kids. So, you know, my three-year-old and one-year-old, it's hitting the beach with them, doing fun activities with them on the weekend and um, love doing yoga, exercising, um, just we live in sunny LA. So we we're doing, we're usually doing outdoorsy stuff every weekend. And that's what I love. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Hey, if people want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Yes. The net worth nurse. So you can find me under the net worth nurse on all social media handles. That's LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. My website's the net worth nurse. I love connecting with people. So if you're even remotely interested, please reach out. I would love to connect. Hey, listeners, I would highly suggest you take a look at that video that that she put out on syndication. Um, and she's got a lot of great resources. And, you know, for, you know, I know our listeners are kind of broken up into some that are just looking to get started and some that are, you know, looking to scale their business. And, uh, you know, for the ones that are looking to get in, she's, you know, shown you a way to get in. So I hope you enjoyed that one. Until next week, signing off. Thank you for listening to Darren Batchelder's Real Estate Investing Show at darrenbatchelder.com. If you liked the episode, please provide us with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. If you already provided us with a five-star review, then thank you. And please share the show with a friend. 